Welcome to this week's Wireless Noodle. It's going to be a short one this week. I'm delving into the recently released Eclipse IoT Developers Survey. Always a fascinating read. But as I discover, the wisdom of crowds rather depends on the crowd. I also have a plug for a report and a couple of webinars that I've been involved with at Transformer Insights. My name is Matt Hatton. This is The Wireless Noodle, your weekly guide to the impact of disruptive new technologies on business. First up, the Eclipse IoT Developer Survey. The Eclipse Foundation is a community aimed at encouraging the adoption of open source software. And every year they run a survey looking at trends in IoT adoption. You can find out more about them and their Eclipse IoT working group at iot.eclipse.org. Obviously, given the nature of the organisation, the respondents are a little bit skewed towards those that prefer open source solutions. But nevertheless, the survey provides some really interesting insights and does every year. Here's my take on the findings, but I do recommend that you download and take a look at them yourself. The first finding relates to vertical sector. Of all the various areas in which IoT is deployed, agriculture, oddly, emerges as the number one. Now, it wasn't by much and I suspect it's not statistically significant, as there are quite a few verticals with a similar level of focus, but it was certainly up substantially compared with last year's survey. And it compares interestingly with one of the findings that we highlighted on the Transformer Insights webinar on the 2nd of November about the growth of private networks. Lots of operators are using that as a way to generate revenue from 5G. It's seen as being the early opportunity. And certainly, it's flavour of the month. And on the webinar, we talked about which verticals would prove to be the most popular for private networks and which was number one, agriculture. Now, our expectation was that it would take a while to materialise because the adoption of precision agriculture techniques is really relatively modest up until now, but it's certainly a strong opportunity. There's also a COVID-19 element to this, but let's face it, there's a COVID-19 element to just about everything at the moment. But in agriculture, using automation to cope with a shortage of workers or Increased requirements for social distancing is clearly a consideration, as it is in manufacturing. Although it's interesting to note that in the survey, industrial automation is only up a little bit year on year. There are some who would have you believe that IoT is all about the industrial. And in terms of value, it is tremendously important. But in terms of volume, it's really not that great. I would recommend that you check out the Transform Insights free webinar on the 2nd of November for more details on what we were predicting for that. Links on the Wireless Noodle website. The other vertical, which is reported as being perhaps underrepresented and declining, is Connected Home. It's still a bit of a mess, that sector, with bad behaviour on the part of hardware developers across the board. Bricking products and generally doing what I refer to in my book, The Internet of Things Myth, as applying software practices to the hardware world, which means things like premature end of life for products, which you would expect to be around for, for decades. Things like music players or lighting systems. The next discussion is around operating systems. Open source tops the polls, perhaps unsurprisingly, given the participants in the survey, with Linux and free RTOS. Now, this is probably a reasonable reflection of reality, albeit a bit heavy, given the Eclipse respondents were likely to be a bit more focused on using open source the most. In fact, one of the questions was about using open source and two thirds of the respondents said they did. 
not entirely convinced that that's representative. What's interesting, though, is Windows, which is hardly the scion of the open source community, is up from 20% adoption to 31% adoption. Now, I'm sure that includes the likes of Azure IoT Edge, Azure Sphere, Windows Embedded, IoT Plug and Play, and so on. There's a lot of things which are probably incorporated within that Windows umbrella. So Microsoft making great strides in IoT amongst developers. This is probably not that surprising. They've made a big play for IoT in the last 12 to 24 months. And it's a key driver for Microsoft being successful in the Edge device, which is all part and parcel of its strategy for expanding on its cloud service position to be a leader in what we're terming cloud to Edge. There are also a few more questions about Edge, including what are the top Edge computing workloads? Now, very surprisingly, AI pips control logic by 30% to 29% to be the most significant computing workload. I find that almost impossible to believe. Control logic is surely the edge workload, but it may be that there's lots of things that are actually in the control logic category, which are being AI washed, if you like. It's very sexy to work in AI at the moment, when in fact a lot of AI is nothing more than simple control logic. And sometimes, Nothing much more than a macro, to be perfectly honest. So, in a way, it's hardly surprising to see AI rear its head in such a significant way in this IoT survey. But I think the reality is that actually the vast majority of people who claim to be working on AI are actually doing nothing of the sort. Back to the survey. There are also, unsurprisingly, the usual questions about what are the biggest concerns of developers when deploying IoT. Security, as usual, comes out on top. But a surprise at number two, and up quite considerably, is connectivity. In fact, it looks like most of the concerns are up. It could be that COVID has generally added to everyone's anxiety levels. But the uptick in concern about connectivity is noticeable. It could be the issue I've written about and spoken about extensively over the last few years. Connectivity has become more complex in the last couple of years. Ten years ago, you stuck a SIM in a 2G modem and it will work anywhere in the world. In the interim, we've had 2G and 3G switch off in many markets with more to come. We've had 4G rollout, 5G just starting to arrive, new low power wide area technologies, both licensed and unlicensed. And all these in very much a patchwork. Very little consistency in terms of which technologies are available where. Navigating that little lot to work out what technology will be future-proofed enough to support your connected widget in 20 countries for the next 5 years or 10 years or 20 years must be exhausting. Particularly doing it without adding hugely to the bill of materials cost. Like I say, it must be exhausting. The other concern that's flagged up by the report writers themselves is performance. And there's a rather hopeful assessment in there that the growing importance of performance is an indication of the market getting past POCs and into optimization. I'd say that's an optimistic view of the market. I think there's a lot of companies that are still stuck in this POC hell running perpetual beta projects. But they might be right. Maybe this idea of performance being a challenge does mean that 
actually everybody's focusing more now on performance rather than just getting the thing off the ground in the first place. Could be. Turning to another question, there are no surprises in the programming language category. C, C++, Java, Python and JavaScript dominate. C a bit more so on IoT constrained devices, Java more on everything else. No big surprises. And I've not got much to say about HTTP, MQTT and TCPIP being the highest ranked communication protocols. Again, not a big surprise there. Question about connectivity though makes for interesting reading. In our forecast at Transformer Insights, we estimate that around 70% of connections use some form of short range technology. And the assumption is that the vast majority of that is Wi-Fi. The survey asks which protocols the developers use. Wi-Fi did come out top with 44% of respondents using it, but that seems quite low. 39% use Ethernet, which seems quite high. But I guess for professional developers, there's still a healthy requirement for using Ethernet for gateways and so forth. Cellular technologies and Bluetooth are level on 37%. So while cellular connectivity is only 10% of connections, a much larger proportion of developers need to make use. Again, that's pretty intuitive. It's part of the reason we urge caution about even our forecasts. Number of devices don't necessarily reflect the importance of a tech or the likelihood that will need to be used in any given implementation. A couple of other hot data points. Use of distributed ledger is up a lot from 14% of respondents in 2019 to 22% in 2020. And use of MySQL is down from 40% to 31%. Now on to another chunky topic. Questions around the cloud vendors. Those cloud vendors really dominate the middleware platform space. The survey asks a number of questions about this. AWS IoT, Microsoft Azure IoT, and Google Cloud IoT platform all score very high in the middleware space. But if you turn to the public cloud itself, AWS leads the pack, being used by 40% of developers. Azure second with 31%, and Google Cloud third with 26%. The real headline, though, is that they're all up between 6 and 8 percentage points year on year. Competence in cloud integration is clearly becoming more important. And it's obviously also more important for the cloud vendors to be playing in this IoT middleware space so as to own that part of this cloud to edge space. So if there's one big message that's coming through from this survey, it's the increasing importance of these hyperscalers of Microsoft, AWS and Google. I think that reflects really the message that I've been trying to put out there over the last 12 months. Probably the biggest change that's likely to come in IoT over the next few years is the impact of the aggressive entry into the market of these hyperscaler companies. And I will be watching it very closely. Now, back to the survey. You can debate the statistical significance of all these numbers until you're blue in the face. Half the respondents work for organisations with fewer than 100 employees. Almost half have only been developers for two years. Only 20% are based in North America, etc, etc. And the respondent base is quite self-selecting. I'm reminded of a story I heard about someone who was looking for a great restaurant in Mexico and they looked on TripAdvisor or similar and found a place with glowing five-star reviews. But the food was atrocious. And they looked around them and they saw that the crowd was mostly coach tours 
from across the border. The wisdom of crowds depends very much on the crowd. So we have to take the survey with a pinch of salt, but it certainly holds up a mirror to the IoT world. And the message is this, the hyperscalers are here and you can't ignore them. A quick follow up to the IBM section from a few weeks ago. I've since written a report about the likely prognosis for that company, which you can get a copy of as a subscriber to Transformer Insights Services. The quick summary is that it should work out well, but only if the newly focused IBM can maintain good relationships with the spun-off entity, which is being termed Nuco. A couple of other things to shout about. We ran a webinar recently looking at the future of IoT over the next decade. Well worth a look. I'll put a link on the website. And speaking of webinars, I also did one with the good folks at IoT Now, SI, AWS, and Tallies on simplifying IoT. You can also check that one out on Catchup. And I should note, there's quite an interesting product come out of that. It's effectively a gateway with hardware, with connectivity integrated, which then delivers data to AWS Cloud. Pretty simple solution. Takes a lot of the complexity out of deploying IoT. I have no vested interest in pushing it particularly, but it is an interesting approach. Another big shout, and I mean big, for our latest Transform Insights report, which looks at IoT platforms. It's been quite an IoT week this week. It weighs in at over 100 pages and looks at the likes of AWS, Fujitsu, Microsoft, Oracle, and Siemens. Well worth a look. Press release was out on the 11th of November, and there will doubtless be blog posts on the Transform Insights website over the next few weeks. Without spoiling Jim's thunder, the main finding was there wasn't a single best IoT platform. They all do different things, frequently with particular vertical capabilities or some other attribute that will make them great for one buyer, but not so much for another. One of the key things in the report was picking apart who would be best in what scenario. Invaluable stuff for a would-be buyer. After last week's episode, I was delighted that when I tuned into Telefonica's industry analyst event last week, that almost the first thing that their CEO, Javier Palete, talked about was humanizing technology. Just what I was talking about last week. I've no idea, frankly, what I'll be covering next week. You will just have to tune in to find out. And a request. If you've enjoyed the podcast, I'd be obliged if you could leave a review. It's much appreciated. Links to some of the research that I've been referring to in this week's show, as well as the transcript of the recording, will be available on the podcast website at wirelessnoodle.com. Thank you for joining me. I've been Matt Hatton, and you've been listening to The Wireless Noodle. Thank you for listening to The Wireless Noodle. If you'd like to learn more about the research that I do on IoT, AI, and more, you can follow me on Twitter at Matty Hatton, and you can check out transformerinsights.com. That's transformer with an A.